Hello and welcome to All the Overs, the only Essex cricket podcast. I'm Terry. Hello. I'm Cheese. And welcome to the second podcast of the season. Um, it is absolutely brilliant to, to see you guys again. Um, so there's lots to talk about, um, but I think you know one of the first things obviously that we'll talk about is the is the Durham game because quite frankly, I'm I'm a bit astonished. Um, and uh, given given what we'd set ourselves up for after the first couple of days, um, I, I kind of tuned out a little bit, thinking mm, right off. But but wow, that's a turnaround. Um, and we'll be looking um, at uh, the Warwickshire game and looking ahead to uh, the the upcoming games. But um, how are you guys been? All okay? Yeah, been good. Exciting and and happy to be following cricket again and and actually having something to you know, have on in the background whilst we're mm. stuck indoors. In the background, you mean you're not glued to the telly, geez. As as much as I can be, but you know, I wish I wish I could watch cricket nine to five, but some of us do have to work <laughs> as, yeah, as well. Yeah. <laughs> a disaster struck this week at work. So I have um I have a, a, a double screen and one sort of mounted on the wall for when I'm having meetings and my big screen, the one that I can sneakily watch cricket on, is broken. So I've had to sort of surreptitiously glance at my phone, like, you know, during, during meetings. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's been a bit sad. Well, some of us still furloughed, living the dream. No need to brag, Owen. <laughs> so yeah. that's why you, we were able to just casually rock up at, at seven o'clock after having, you know, uh, just a casual net session. And, oh, actually, we're working today. So but I'm trying to take my days off when the cricket's on. So I can sit on the sofa and do nothing. Yeah. Anyway, Durham. Durham. Right, guys. I mean, unbelievable. Um, what a game that genuinely I think many of us had written off. Um, and uh, then we have just this incredible turnaround. Um, so for for just for reference, um, we're on a 13 match. Uh, winning streak going back to September 2018 I honestly thought that we would be looking at quite a shocking loss so um what are you, how let's how how did that happen Jeez, start us off I'm in shock how, how did we win or how did we like you know find the find the game overall oh, well let's go with the game overall let's let's talk about the game overall what do we think of it um, and then, then we'll go back to the to the the key turnaround moments. Um, overall, is I think it's disappointing. Um, I think it shows incredible resilience to come back and win it. But I don't necessarily agree that we should have won it because I think the first innings is poor. You look at the first innings from the game before, and I know we're going to come on to to the Worcestershire game and everything else, but. For a long time, we've been saying we're not good enough in the bat when we start to set us up for this like big total and, and take the pressure off and everything else. Worcestershire was a massive exception to that. And I'm thinking, oh, happy days. Like, look at this season. Maybe it's going to be a turnaround. And then you come into this one, you go, oh, this is actually just embarrassing. Like, not even posting 100 in a first-class game when you've got the likes of, you know, Cook, Wesley, Lawrence, and Hendo in the team is just, hmm, it, it's not great. Um, 
but they did it like incredibly well to come back from that and and you know Walter in the second innings with his 77 alongside Lawrence with 76 you know Alison as well chipping in with with a 50 and Alison's a name we've not really mentioned in this podcast quite a lot and I almost feel like he his quality with the bat is maybe what's keeping Beard out of the team um and maybe we're sort of changing our approach to to bat deeper uh, and not have as many um bowling options but the, the grit and determination in that second innings like gave us a chance however i think we got very lucky with durham because they lost four wickets for four runs or something along those lines um and there's a there's a good argument to be made that they shouldn't have been banned um that bad light probably should take them off the the pitch I mean, yeah, I mean, I agree. Actually, the, the, so when I was watching the match, I was trying to think about, um, you know, what, what the podcast and what, what my match analysis on it, and it did change because I didn't. I was playing cricket when the extra excitement that came came up, freezing cold conditions in Harwich. But like, it's um, but yeah, Alison. I was kind of thinking like he's a good bowler. I like him, but he's not quite there yet. You know, he's still quite young. He's not got the consistency. He hasn't got quite the pace. That probably will come as, he is, as his muscles develop when he's in, as a professional cricketer. And he gets into the, what's he called, conditioning, they call it, isn't it, for the pros? But but then with the bat, as Cheese is saying, like how, you know, if he can if he can bat like that, not all the time, that's, un, that's unrealistic to expect him to do so. But if he can put like every now and again, but like Harmer does every now and again, gets a decent score, that does push him above someone like Aaron Beard, who I think is a better bowler. Um, I do like Aaron a lot as a bowler, um, but he's he's not someone that you would ever rely on to get to get runs. Um, but in terms, in terms of the bowling, now I've been really really impressed with. Um, I know we'll get onto Harmer in a bit, won't we? But in both both games with with Sam Cook, I think whatever he's been doing over the winter, um, with limited training, is he's just. He's firing all cylinders. The way he's been moved, the shape of the ball is incredible. Uh, the pace seems to be coming on really, really nicely. Um, so I do wonder, it'd be interesting to see who the opening partnership is uh, for the, um, in the coming in forward, like whether we sit, obviously we sit, but then we sit, I think we probably sit around Cook now with maybe Porter's first change. So in terms of how the game turned around, I mean, does it does it support everything that we've been saying about Essex, or you know, was was that a complete surprise? I think if you look back on the April podcast, and we always talk about one of the things, a reoccurring theme is that lack of bonus points, and this has been a theme even before the podcast. Just talking about it since our Division Two days, and I think if you look at the table now, you know, it's it's, it's as Jean's saying, it's disappointing that. You know, we do have a lot of first innings collapse, first batting innings collapses. Yeah, I think it just makes it harder for ourselves, right? You know, at the moment we're joint first. I think I think we've got the same points as as Warwickshire. Yeah, I don't know why um, we're second in the table. I can't say why 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 is maybe overs or something. Um, there's always like some weird metrics that they have to to separate draws and everything else. So at the moment we're on target to qualify, which I guess is all you can reasonably ask for at this stage in the competition is make sure you're in in the next round, time your form right so that you 
you're playing at perfection when it when it really matters um but you just kind of feel like on paper we're head and shoulders above everyone else in terms of quality within the group like durham's not won a county game for like for close to two years same i don't i don't think nottinghamshire have done anything either yeah, I, I feel maybe I'm being a bit harsh or not, but certainly within our group, there's teams that didn't win any games in the Bob Willis last year and have struggled to win games in the county championship. You know, fair play, a draw is not a loss, but it, it's also nothing to write home about um, either. What you want to be doing is stamping your ground early and saying, oh, look, we, we are actually still the, the best team. And I just don't think it's it's clicking for everyone yet like we've seen lots of good performances like cook at the moment you're right i think he's exceptional and he's in he's in great form harmer is harmer and you know that he has the potential to win you a game and i think that's that's the case and it's a point we made several times last year is that when harmer turns on turns it on he's going to take five wickets and it's just a question of who else is going to chip in whilst he clears out a team um and that's what's carried us to victory a lot of times and in part with those batting performances this time has done it again. So I think it is same old Essex, but I'm hoping we do get more of a glimpse of what we did against Worcestershire, even if the result against Worcestershire didn't turn out the same. Yeah, I think one of the saving graces of the draw of Worcestershire, I do think we weren't clinical enough in that. Um, I'm not sure whether that was the first game back and we're saying I'm not a big fan of these sort of muckabout friendlies that they've that have been sort of popular in recent years. We have like these you just give everyone a bat and it's like an extended net session. But um one of the things that moot because I believe that you take whoever goes through to the next round of the championship to these new the, the next three groups or the divisions they called, um, you take that the, the person from your group's points with you. So I and I think I agree with agree with cheese that uh look at the league table so we've got just to remind ourselves we've got Worcestershire, Derbyshire, Durham, Notts and Warwickshire it's only really us and Warwickshire they've got a chance of going through I think with the squads so I think the one saving grace is that hopefully that draw won't go through with us if we can win this if we can win on Thursday against Warwickshire. Yeah when you, and you, you mentioned um, Worcestershire there I think it, it's probably a timely moment to, to, to reflect on that match um, Chief, we were talking earlier, weren't we, about Wesley? But um, you know, what 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 are the lessons I suppose we can take from Warwickshire? What sorry from Worcestershire? Um, what what went well there? Obviously, the result was not what we wanted, but some successes though. I feel like we got greedy against Worcestershire. So, for as long as we've been doing this, we've always said, "Oh, we never post big first first innings." Batted scores and then here we are Wesley's silencing all his doubters by posting 200 and it's not like it's it's not Vince against Leicestershire where he's absolutely hitting them around the park for fun and the, the scoreboard's rattling up incredibly quickly it's quite a, a slower measured march as we post this score um and that's eating out time of the, the game. And you sort of feel like, oh, when Westy goes, we'll we'll declare and we'll start, you know, we'll start having a go with the ball and seeing what comes in. 
but it doesn't happen and you're like oh well Wheater will maybe we're holding out for Wheater to get his hundred and he's not flying through the runs as he's you know accumulating his total and you're just like yeah it'd be nice but come on we we want to we want to get him here because we we run out of time to take all these wickets and I just feel like as soon as we lost Wesley we should have just gone right that's enough um see it see it for a few hours this afternoon when the lights go in and the ball's going to move see what damage we can do and go from there and and we didn't do a bad start with the ball by any means but just not breaking Libby and Barnard for so long basically scuppered any chance of a, a result. Yeah, I, mean, I, I do wonder if maybe it was Alistair Cook's influence in the dressing room that decision. Because if you look back to his England captaincy, that was quite that sort of conservative declarations were quite um, quite common. I remember if you go back years ago to the Headingley Test against the New Zealanders, when um, you know, you know the rain was forecast, all the all the apps and weather forecast saying rain's coming, but he didn't declare, and then they, we we threw away a good lead and went for a draw. I just think that what what you know, if you got Tendo in the dressing room, you got Alistair Cook in the dressing room, and you're only uh, year and a bit into your captaincy yourself as a 30 something year old bloke it, it's you'd wonder i'd wonder if he's maybe had gone to to alistair and gone like what would you do and he and alistair's being a bit conservative just gone i'll just wrap up a massive lead and uh, yeah as you say choose that we they, they tried to push on didn't they but i don't think really to, to much effect i think the massive lead works and i, I don't really want to knock him for being you know cautious about it because we did get them to like 43 for four or, or, or something like that and we were doing good work with the ball it's just we didn't have an, enough time for that contingency of what if something goes wrong and then we saw it we got that partnership that we just couldn't break yeah. threw everything at it couldn't break it I think and, we... oh, no 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 carry on i think you see it all levels of cricket though is that is that is allison's the Deserve to knock him. So that's horrible because what happened the next game. But it's Alice was that weak link, you know, on de on de debut, you know, in the in the first class cricket, a big big. I imagine it, you're a lot more nervous in your four, in a four day game just because of the you know like if you're going on like a massive run or a massive bike ride, just the what's ahead of you is intimidating. Like you, you know, if you're running 100 miles, that first mile is the hardest because your brain's going. You've got 99 more to go. Whereas you know, going out that field. Going, I've got four days. I potentially have four days standing in the field, which is it, it becomes. I think cricket becomes an endurance sport at that level. Um, and I, but so I think if they have all my point was at all levels of cricket, though, you see, you see in club cricket, you've got two top opening bowlers who are by far the cream of the crop of the club going all gas, you know, and then getting all the wickets. And that, that temptation, right, get a few more overs out of them just to see if we can really clear up doesn't quite work and now you've got your best bowlers and knackered and you've got to bring in your, your second rate sorry, your uh, second line bowlers and one of them is a guy in his young 20s on then debut going and you're now relying on him to break big partnerships because um porter and porter and cook are just they need a need a rest um so i think i think that that's probably one of the reasons why we struggle to do it is if we had someone like aaron beard in the team or someone like siddle just to get that a, a, Fourth quality, third or fourth quality seam bowler. You might see a different different picture. 
because you could have had Harmer holding one end up while someone just coming in at 80 something miles an hour at the other end, but we didn't, we didn't have that. So, and I'm not, I'm not knocking Allison for that because it's his first game and, and he, I think he held himself really under pressure. Um, taking his first wicket was great. You know, you get, you get, I think we are now, we, you know, we keep, you know, that whole, the media still considers a small club and stuff. But I don't think professional cricket is a small club. I think we are the team to beat or even just a team to hold out against. And as I think, as Jesus was saying, we gave ourselves too long. And you, you, you're now in that mindset as the opposition going, all right, if we just block it out for a day, that gives Essex, that, that we're not going to lose against Essex. And that's a massive deal. It's like if you, you know, it's, 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 it's like if it's time coming against Real Madrid, a draw is, is, is a win, you know? And I think that's what most clubs, imagine that happening now, that's a long way away. But, um, but, that's, uh, but that's, that's what, I think that's what we, we now need to understand. That we're not this team that people saw come up, win the Champions, oh, well done. Three years in a row now, we're the best team in the country. If, you, if, you, if you're these teams that are normally in Division Two and have got an opportunity to block it out against Essex, you can go home and be proud of yourself. Yeah, well, that's a trap we don't want to fall into. You know? And if, if, we, if that's the pattern we keep repeating, we're going to see the same outcome. I reckon with this set, with this setup now, I know she was saying last time, the great things you see big teams play the small teams. Um, but I think one of the things you might see now is people like Nottinghamshire just going, if we can, if we can bat for a day, it doesn't matter how many runs we get. That was, was hoovering up time. Maybe it's a bit of rain, maybe some bad light. And that gives us a chance to get some points against Essex. Um, so for them, they, yeah, they can go home to their families and say, you know, it's probably the best, the best team in the last decade I managed to, you know, hold out against. Just parking the bus in cricket. I don't know what the phrase in cricket is. Do you think we have no plan B? Like, I feel like I don't really want to say that we're a formulaic team. But we, we touched upon it last episode in that we've shown our successful method of having four good seam bowlers, decent batting lineup to keep the game competitive and four good seam bowlers to, to take it away. But when those four good seam bowlers come up short, which is a rarity, I'm not, I'm not, but, it, it, you know, Warwickshire is a prime example that we had to turn to Lawrence, we had to turn to Walter, to Westley. To, to try and do something different um, when, you know, the superstars couldn't quite get it done. Do you think we do lack that sort of X factor or bit of variety that could make it a little bit easier for us in those situations? I think we need something um, because, I mean, we've, we've talked about this episode after episode after episode is that, you know, we do rely on our on our four key big players um, in order to, to uphold the bowling attack. And and if we don't have a plan B and it goes wrong, there's nothing to fall back on and it collapses. So, you know, what, what do we think? What what could that backup plan or should it look like? You know, who should we be developing to have as a sort of second wave, I suppose, of, of bowling attack? I we need a, I, we we missing a. I didn't really thought about this. What she said that we 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 are really missing a batting all round like a batting all rounder. So like Tendo, prior to his, I mean he's done he's he's done a run Iran, isn't he? Where his, his knees are gone, he can't bowl anymore. Um, but you always had like Tendo to go to go to. He he could bowl he could bowl seven quality overs. Bradley Bradley Parr, another example, he's in the bat team, but he's batting, but he can bowl 
he bowled 15, 20 overs of, of, quality, of quality medium pace bowling. I think um, Lawrence is in that bracket. He's someone who who's in, he can bowl very well. Um, Walter, I, I just, I know he performs well, but I just, it's not consistent enough really in my mind. His bowling certainly isn't um, for this level. Um, I'm sure he storms it in the SS Premier League, but. Uh, I'd rather see, um, I'd rather see Chef bowl than Water bowl. Uh, and I know that sounds harsh, but I just think at least with, with Cook, it's so incredibly different. He's got a test wicket, hasn't he? So. Yeah, like, I'm not saying it's good by any stretch of the means, and I think he'd be the first to appreciate it. it, it it's not, but it's so different to what they face. It, it takes them, you know, a bit of getting used to, whereas Walter isn't quick, isn't brilliant at swing and, and line and length in a comparison to, you know, Porter, where he doesn't need to bowl at 90 miles an hour because his line and length and his, his ball movement is so incredible. Um, I think Lawrence may be being moulded to be the new Ravi, where he can do that that 15 over spell and be fairly successful with it because he he has got a good action to him and he can do things with the ball. But I don't think we have that consistent backup just yet. Yeah, yeah, that's where we're. Well, I mean, we saw it last the podcast, weren't we? Our academy seems to be producing you know tons and tons of seam bowlers. Um, but we are, yeah, we don't have, we haven't produced, you know, there's not many batsmen or that, that second, that second level bowler coming through really that you can just, you know, see as, and then you can just throw the ball to and you have a few, you know, a few overs for lunch and a few before tea just to you know, try and break partnership. Just try, you know, as she was saying, just like give the, give the bats something to think about. We've all just that, you know, that, that nervous period, we don't want to get out before the break. And then you've got some bowler who you don't know where it's going to, you know, I, I mean, I'm batting, I find the worst bowlers, not the ones that are rapid and you know where it's going to bounce, but the ones you don't know where it's going to go. And it could, one ball could be you have three rank balls that go one miles wide, and suddenly there's one on your toes of the Yorker because they don't, the bowl doesn't really know where it's going to end up. So, there for me, they're the ones where you're already nervous going, I can't get out, it's 10 minutes till tea, and then some doubly blurt comes on. Yeah. And I wish, watch why I do think you got, yeah, we laugh at these bowlers, but Cook has got a test wicket, Atherton's got a test wicket, but just doing, just offering things different. So, yeah, I think it's exciting in that. Very person to execute that plan. Is, is that something you mentioned um, about the the players coming through the academy? Is it is it that um, there's too much emphasis on specialising? Is is there is do, is there no value to someone who is a bit more of an all rounder? I mean, I, I don't know what your thoughts are about that. Oh, I mean, I think that's 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 very Good difficult. It, I think that goes through like. Um, grass level cricket as a whole and if you're a youngster and you're looking at how do I become a successful cricketer at the moment well the answer to that is being able to hit massive sixes in the IPL um, you know yeah there'll always be a room for incredibly fast bowlers and everything else but the way the, the game sort of changed and even with the inclusion of the 100 again favouring shorter formats big hitting your, your academy is always going to be sort of designed around players to fill the gaps, to fill the competitions that you're currently in. And it was like um, in football, no, like no one grew up to be Gary Neville and be a, be a right back until, you know, but now with 
seeing exciting young wingers and right backs like Alexander Arnold and everything else, like it's, it's suddenly a lot more um, promising and people are going to be willing to play those positions and everything else. I, I can't even think of the the last time we produced a good leg spinner or even played with a leg spinner. So if leg spin ever became like really good on Essex's pitch and like harm a world-class spinner, I'm not saying he needs to go or, or be replaced, but if for whatever reason that's suddenly, you know, the flavour of the month, who, who's there to, to fill it up? Yeah, I don't think we've ever produced one, have we? If you look back at the great spinners of Essex, very few have come through the Essex ranks. Like even, because Peter Such is not an Essex boy, is he? I don't believe. He's from somewhere else and came in. I think he's in Derbyshire or somewhere. I'm sure someone could tweet us that's the right answer. But like, yeah. I think that I personally think cricket, not professional cricket, I think cricket outside of the profession uh, is, is in the dark ages in terms of like, there's so little emphasis on sports nutrition. There's so little emphasis on, on, on maintaining just a general high level of fitness. Um, there's so little emphasis on proper training um, outside of the, the professionals. Um, and you've got, and you bear in mind, you don't, if you look at our players, very few of them have come through the academy. Like if you like, you've got Lawrence and you've got Alice Cook and that's about it. Um, but I, I, I think, yeah, just, if you look at how they train, they, they basically, it's, it's a net, isn't it? And then the kids have to, everyone has to bowl, otherwise you're going to stand and doing nothing. So that's why, that's why I think we have produced so many bowlers, because you spend most of your time just perfecting your bowling. Because um, that's, how, that's how training sets up, and it, it needs a big shake-up, like a proper shake-up, um, like football did um, in the late 90s. Wow. I didn't realise I was opening quite such a big can of worms there. But if any listeners do have any views on that, please do tweet us at Essex Podcast. We'll be really happy to hear from you. Um, so I think that, that brings us quite neatly, really, sort of looking ahead now um, to, to, to Warwickshire. Um, so interesting. Um, in terms of the named uh, squad, um, McGrath's left out uh, Snater and Quinn. I think Snater's a big shock, is it? No, it's not. It's I think not. it's more of a shock the fact that he's in there for the last two squads. But I reckon, and I was in touch with this in the, in the one we were doing the review, but I think the strategy is going to be is that Essex bat first. So that if you look at the weather forecast at the moment, uh, and Anthony McGrath hinted at this in, uh, I think he was on Talk Sport today or this week. Anyway, Google it. Um, it he, like, because the, the wickets are so dry and there's very little rain. And if you look at the, all the rain that was forecast, it's disappeared of all the apps. So I reckon they're going to want that massive turning pitch. So we're going to be going for this slight change of tactic, I reckon, of carrying forward to Warwickshire. It's quite a strong batting squad, even though Sibley's down out for the game, which is brilliant for us, not for England. Um, is that, yeah, we're going to get bat first. But that's so that on the fourth innings, when it's really dry, really worn out, you're going to have Harmer coming in there and taking like bucket calls of wickets. I think that, I think I wouldn't be surprised that's the strategy. Yeah, I agree. What do, what do you think, Cheese? Yeah, I think so. Uh, haven't we batted first every game so far? Um, so I think that that definitely seems to be the plan: is 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 bat first, have have faith in the in the batsman to to give us a platform, which so far has been. 50-50 but extreme 50-50s in both incredibly successful and woeful um so mm -hmm. hopefully it's 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 a it's a decent it's an aggressive but middling score like post a quick 350 and then get at them um with the ball 
I do think Sibley is a loss for them, but they still got Bresden, who is an absolute danger. Um, they are a side to be respected. Like for a long time, they were probably what the preeminent T20 club, like always getting to finals day or or doing six fairly successful campaigns up there in that competition. So they are a dangerous team. Test wise, they've not had the results, but I don't think it's a given that we should win it. I do think it's going to be competitive, but I would give us the edge when it comes to, to the bowling side of things. Yeah, I think especially uh, given it's at Edgbaston, um, yeah, they're, they're, this, this is the, this is the, I think this is the only real test for us in the entire group. Uh, this is this is what gear up for this, and then when we get, when we I assume we go through to the first division, uh, that's what we more like uh, what we'll be seeing for the rest of the tournament. And I think it's worth us just mentioning. Uh, so we've got Cushy, someone that you are in been keeping an eye on. Yeah, I've been peeking at the practice matches a bit, Ricky. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah, I think yeah, I think it'd be good to see see what he's like. I'm all surprised that Chopper didn't come into the squads, given it's his own stomping ground. You know, he knows the wicket. Uh, and um, and I think I hike quite rate Chopper as a batsman. And I thought well, maybe rest Brown just to give you know we saw it last time give someone else a chance. Um, he's not not performed. I mean, Alice Cook is someone that sounds silly, but he could he could have three ducks in a row and then get a double century. It's, that's not. It doesn't sound silly saying that. No, yeah, I, 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 was, I was. Yeah, it'd be nice to see him in. A lot of people, a lot of people raving about him. Um, he's been doing some well in the seconds. I think he did quite well last season. Then he got half century. I think. So. Yep. Um, I think it's it's all it's also. Um, I'll be keeping a, a close eye on Alison. Um, just in terms of, you know, on the back of that. Uh, Made in fifty, I think you know he's he's definitely one to watch. But I was I have to say I was, I was a little bit surprised at the at the at the squad, but very very excited. Um, and I'm hoping obviously that you know by the time the uh, match begins, my screen will be fixed so I can get back to my sneaky watching. Um, so we're going for Siddle Siddle Cook Porter and Harmer as the bowling attack with yeah. Lawrence in reserve. Lawrence in reserve, yeah. I'd put my money on that. I think that's a very safe bet. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, the, the, the countdown starts here. We are, um, what, 13, 14 hours away uh, from when it starts. Um, before I wrap up, was there anything else uh, that I've missed, Owen, or Cheese, that you wanted to chip in on? Have I covered everything? I reckon your head teacher meetings are like this today when you're at your school. They are. They look. They they all look at me in stunned silence. But you know, all these people like any other business has done before the meeting. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Yep. Yeah. yeah. It's not on my agenda. Therefore, we're not covering it. Um, and then everyone else is sitting there thinking, if we sit still enough, she won't pick on us. Your vision's based on movement, and uh... <laughs> it moves you if you don't move. You you've been watching too much Jurassic Park, there, cheese. <laughs> always well in which case um it's time to say thank you uh thank you owen and she's been lovely to see you both again thank you to our, our listeners for rejoining us this season and welcome to any new listeners um it's great to have you on board um so if you are on social media uh twitter is at essex podcast um we're also on facebook um and you can download our podcast on the podbean on itunes and 
Um, Spotify, thank you. Um, and if you would like to drop us a little review uh, on iTunes, uh, five is the, the number to, to go for. Otherwise, uh, just pretend you haven't listened. So yeah, thank you very much. Uh, have a great, uh, have a great um, experience of the game and let's all keep our fingers crossed that we get a positive outcome. And we'll see you again in two weeks time. Thank you for joining us. Take care. Bye.